Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Welcome indeed. Here we go again. It only seems like two minutes. These, these weeks are flying by. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Nearly Christmas. Yeah. I'm feeling uh, a bit smug <laughs> this year because I bought a Christmas tree in February. Heavily discounted. Uh, in the sales uh, in January, February this year. So I'm feeling quite smug about Christmas this year. Can't wait for it to crop up. They can put the old tree up. The uh, heavily discounted tree. It's a good one. It's a bloody good one. Would have been very expensive. But I got it at the right time. So I'm smug this Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, anyway, I, uh, <laughs> I digress. Welcome to another episode of the RGM Podcast, the Experience Podcast. Telling stories about the music industry, meeting up with great people, and having great chats. And today's no different, ladies and gentlemen. We've got the amazing Rihanna Downey coming your way today. Yeah, stay tuned, we're going to have a little update first, and we're going to get Rihanna straight on it. Really interesting lass. Really talented. But of course, as always, we'd like to give you a little update about, about what's been going on here at RGM this week. We're trying to grow, obviously we're trying to grow RGM. I didn't, I never set up to, you know, <laughs> run this magazine thing. It's, it's just happened organically. Uh, and I'm just trying to think of, you know, I, I don't know what to do sometimes, you know, to, to try and help and grow things. I'm just, I'm just you know, you just hit a big wall sometimes. So I, I need to, you know, I need more support. I need a bigger team. And what we're trying to do is cover more live gigs because there's so much going on out there and so much content to cover. So we've been growing the RGM live team, ladies and gentlemen. That's basically the biggest job of this week. And I couldn't do it without the support of Helen Millington. Uh, that is our live event, uh, live review manager now here at RGM. She's doing an amazing job building up the team, getting everybody passes, rearranging people to be where they need to be. And, all that kind of stuff for gigs. And, and you know, we are grass, a grassroots music magazine too. We do cover the big boys, so you're like on RGM over the last week, so you'll have seen like Placebo and Wet Leg Reviews and all that kind of stuff that we've been covering. But we want to cover more grassroots stuff too, which is really difficult. But we've been managing to get a few few done. We did Matilda Street, uh, uh, sorry, Matilda Shakes in Sheffield down at the old Sydney and Matilda. So, so we're getting there, guys. We get a lot of requests. Can you review us gigs and that kind of stuff? But it's it's hard work, you know, getting people in the right place to support as many people as what we'd like. But we're going to get better at this. You know, we're, we're so close to, you know, cracking it. And Helen has really helped develop the team, working with new, enthusiastic, music-loving people that, you know, are part of the RGM family now. So that's been a big development over the last week or two, month or two, just growing that thing. And we're going to have a good old drink on the 2nd of December as well, no, the 3rd of December. No, the 3rd of December, we're going to have an RGM drink in town in Manchester too. A few beers. So yeah, that's all coming up. That's what's going on behind the scenes this week on the RGM podcast. You know, thanks for joining us again for another week of entertainment. If you're listening on Friday, you'll be listening as a pod, uh, Patreon member, where you will be where you will be receiving extra bonus content. If you're listening on the Monday, you're one of our treasured people that get the podcast 
every Monday and you come and join us and we thank you very much for that. Uh, if you do want to become a Patreon and get the show earlier, it's easy. You just click on the link on the socials and the description of this podcast just takes you straight there. £3 a month. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to push it. But it is available there if you if you enjoy the show and you want to support us growing as a uh, as a podcast. Um, humans. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, that's always on there. Um, but... You know, we're always going to be here free as well, of course. Of course. And thank you again for joining us for another great episode. Rihanna was a really interesting character. You know, some, sometimes when you, when, you, when you book somebody uh, and you research them, it's, it's, sometimes there's not a lot of information about them online too, like personally, and we talk about this in the interview. Fascinated by that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, if you'd like to get to know Rihanna like I did, you're going to really enjoy her tunes in the, in the link of the description you can catch her on tour she's currently on tour now supporting Red Rum Club we interviewed Red Rum Club on episode 2 of this podcast series as well so if you're interested in hearing from the lads you can delve into the archives yeah Rihanna Downey is down out and about on tour with Red Rum Club at the minute amazing tunes amazing talented human I really enjoyed getting to know her and I think you will do too so, shall we have a chat, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our chat with Rihanna Downer. Take it away. Hello. Uh, where do we find you today, then? Where, where, where do we find you today? Well, I am in my flat in Liverpool. Oh, okay. Oh, nice one. Just down the road. Just down the road. Yeah, um, not too far. So, um, I've, I've just been, I've tried to do a bit of research on everybody that I speak to, uh, and when I was just looking out online and that kind of, you know, there's a lot of story about your story getting into music and that kind of stuff, but there's nothing like to. Um, it doesn't tell us. There's not a lot online about you as a person and what you like and enjoy and that kind of stuff. Um, is that a, is that a, a deliberate thing? Or... Um, do you know, I'm not really sure. Mm. Uh, I guess my focus has always been music. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, never, I, I didn't think anybody would care to know about all the, the mundane, everyday things about my life. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if it's just like an internet thing and how the internet's developed. And I think people are quite interested in behind the scenes stuff a lot more these days aren't they and they're a bit more nosy i think i think people are a, lot, a bit bored of all the sensationalism that goes on online and that kind of stuff and they just want a bit of normal and that's what that's why i like just having conversations with people rather than just like you know shout at people like there's too much shouting <laughs> going on in the world do you think yeah definitely <laughs> enough, i think enough. people want to feel part of something yeah um, and i think when they know more about a person um, even just the little things that makes yeah. it makes them feel like they're part of that thing. That's how I always felt yeah. when I was a fan of someone. So. It is. I've had a couple of people on the podcast recently that have like grown up listening to the music, and it's it's a little bit strange when you feel like over familiar with somebody that you don't know if you know what I mean. Because I've you know I've like Miles Hunter I had on the podcast. He's in a band called The One Stuff. If you don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, and yeah, you know, I just supported, just loved his music all my life, and then you kind of have to like rein yourself in a little bit, and just you know, because because you know so much about somebody because you've you know they've been a part of your life, and they don't know you. It's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird thing, isn't it? That yeah, I guess so. Um, I remember that um, one of my gigs, yeah. my friend was there, and she was wearing this like blue cardigan sort of thing. Mm. Um, and she says that someone that was at the gig there to see me came up to her and was like, Rianne Downey already wore that. <laughs> and I oh, was like, okay. that's crazy. Someone's just like got that as their common knowledge. <laughs> I, I was going to ask, because, you know, as, you, as your name gets out there and you develop as an artist and more and more people are finding out how great you are, do, do, you, do, you, you, know, do, you, do you see that more often these days? Um, yeah, I guess so. I guess I get um, stopped a bit more and... Like my friends or our family will give me wee stories from at work if they bring me up, oh, okay. and people are like, "Oh my goodness, you know her," and <laughs> like stuff like that. So I guess I guess it it does happen more, which is a wee bit mental. Um, it feels big headed to say, but I, I guess it, it's happening. So I can't really run away from it. Well, yeah, you're right, and you know more. You know, it, it's in the creative industry. It creates that like it, it creates that thing, doesn't it? That people are fascinated with, and they want to 
be a part of whatever you're doing and or whatever like skill you're bringing to the world, which is your music. I think it, I just think it's 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 a fascinating little thing that I've I've not got on my list of stuff to talk about. I, it just kind of came out that I don't know where it came from. So that's kind of what this conversation's all about. You know, just things popping up. Um, so it, it, as it, it is, are you fine with that kind of thing? If it, you know, if, if you know, if it's going to get worse and you're going to get bigger and there's going to be more people be more familiar with you, are you fine with that happening? Um, yeah, I guess it's just part and parcel of yeah. what happens if you do get bigger. Um, I'm not, I'm not in this to be known as like I'm not in this hmm. for people to know me. I'm in it for people to know my music, but yeah, I know okay. that it's with it. So um, yeah, you just need to kind of take it on the chin, don't you? <laughs> well, I think some people like having a stage persona and a personal. That, that's why I was just interested to know if it was something you were doing deliberately. You know, there's a lot of stuff about your music out there, but not a lot about you. And, and that's fine, you know, whichever way you want to do it. I, I'm just curious to see if it's deliberate or not. Yeah, um, I guess it's always good to keep that wee bit of, um, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say mystery, but just okay. that kind of balance between having my own life and then having my my music career as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? It's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. So uh, just going back a little bit, then, but, you know, we, we're obviously going to get to the music and there's, there's a lot to talk about there. But, you know, what was a young Rianne like, um, you know, growing up before you got into music? Well, talk us through what life was like for you growing and in, getting into this world and, yeah. you know, finding your passions. Um, I guess it's, it's music's always been a, a big part of my life and um, that's kind of yeah. one of the things that I guess defines me um, mm. because well yeah we Rianne was a <laughs> dead shy person I guess I still am quite shy um, but I'm good at putting a face on because I, I have to now okay. for my job um, but yeah I was quite quite shy quite timid um, I was a, I, I was a proper goody two shoes I've always right. been someone that liked to um follow the rules and not do anything wrong, not kick up a fuss. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I, I was always a perfectionist as well. Um, still am. And it, but, what, what, were you, what were you trying to perfect before music? Just like handwriting or something like that. I, I can remember having a, a calligraphy. I, I used to do my, my, used to do my maths homework with a calligraphy pen. That's mental Ooh, looking. Wow. Back. I know. I know. I've only just like it's just like one of my little memories, you know. Like I, you know, I just like I just like that style, and I got right <laughs> into it. And we're doing maths homework in it, which is a bit weird, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any like anything like that that you can look back on and think it, it's in my personality to uh, to be a perfectionist? Is there any little, little things from your wee life? <laughs> Literally everything. Um, right. I, I I wanted. I wasn't competitive, but I wanted to be the best that I could be. At everything um so I would take ages to do drawings take ages to eat my dinner I'd make we like I'd organize my dinner mm. um or if I had finished and I had food left I'd make it look nice <laughs> okay. um I just always try and try and be the best behaved girl and um yeah I guess just just be good yeah. overall perfect overall if and, I could be and and what happens to you if you didn't achieve perfection in something um, I guess I'd just be very hard on myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd just kind of beat myself up yeah. in my mind and keep at it till um, I got it to, I got it right, I guess. <laughs> and you're still like that with your music, I suppose. I suppose it's, you know, because you, you know, you've, you, you've got these projects going on, you've got this big EP coming up that we'll come to too, you know, you know. Is it still, is that always going to be, is that, is that just a trait in you that's always going to be there and you just have to manage that, I suppose? Yeah, that's, um, I think that comes part and parcel with me, with Rianne. Um, but I guess as, as I'm getting older, I'm I'm getting a bit better and I know that things can't be perfect. But I think as long as I, I put my all into something, yeah. then that's, and, I, and as long as I'm happy with it, not thinking about what other people would think. If other people would think it's perfect, if I think it's perfect, then that's that's all that really matters. You can drive yourself mad <laughs> worrying what other people think, can't you, in this world? Yeah. Yes, definitely. <laughs> that's that's one thing that I would say about yeah. um, young Rianne and still Rianne now is I am a people pleaser. A okay. total people pleaser. <laughs> is that like with, with the team around you now? It, 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 do, you, do you say yes too much still to things, do you think? 
Um, yeah, I guess so. I, I find it very hard to say no. Um, I find it very hard to tell anyone if I'm unhappy with something. Um, mm. I find it very hard just to, like, I, I find it hard not to do what I think other people would want or expect of me. Yeah. No, I get, I, I get that. It's, not, it's just natural, isn't it? But... You know, you're making a career in the music industry with the hardest industry in the fucking world, if you excuse my French. You know, it's, it's, is that like a daunting task ahead of you? Yeah, um, <laughs> I guess so, because my full career is basically based on getting validation from others. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I know that obviously not everybody's going to like you. There's always going to be people that don't yeah. like you or don't like your music. Um so I guess that's where it gets hard. But yeah. at the same time, it's helping me heal as well because I have no other choice but to accept that I can't be perfect all the time. I can't be liked by everyone. My yeah. work can't be liked by everyone as well. Well, we, uh, well, when I say we, I mean RGM reviewed your newest single, Home. Um, you shared it. Thanks for that. So, um, you know, it, it, it's all part of, you know, the ecosystem of RGM just to spread what we enjoy. Um, and you know, the, the name of the single is interesting because I, I, when I was doing a bit, a bit of research for you, I, I watched that video of you walking around Glasgow, uh, mm-hmm. going, going to where you used to, where you started busking and that kind of stuff and just talking about <laughs> that on the streets and that, that, that must've been, that must've been fun knowing where you are now compared to what you wanted back as a busker and you were working so hard for and you're kind of, you know, you're there kind of thing. Yeah, it's crazy that I've achieved things that I used to dream about or things Mm. that I used to pray to the universe to happen. Um, So, yeah, it was was amazing being able to kind of look back from where I used to be to where I was then Mm. and it's it's slowly but surely getting to the kind of, the the peak of my dreams which is mad so it, it it's I, I, we always love the journey of a artist or band on our gym and we and we document many people that we just you know and like andrew cushion's another one over in newcastle that we're just loving his journey we're gonna be we're gonna be loving your journey as well of course and we and we like finding new people to uh to tag along with i suppose for want of a better phrase but just watching that video of you like walking past you know it, it, the way that you described it you know, there was a big hustle for one particular spot in Glasgow to get this place. I presume it was the best place for tips and that kind of stuff. Is that why it was so popular, or was there another reason for that? I'm just guessing a bit. Yeah, that was that was um, the best place for tips yeah. and the best place um, to get a to get a crowd. Yeah, um, if you do get a crowd. Usually, people would come up to you at the end and talk to you. Um, so you were always hoping you'd gain a couple of like fans, fans for life yeah. from it, which is <laughs> which is always good if you got that spot. So, like, cause I've never been to Glasgow, and it, and it's one of it's one of I know. Tell me about it. Uh, <laughs> I've got I've got family up in uh, up, up in Leven in Fife. Uh, oh. They're all they're always in Glasgow going down. So I just, I just need to sort it. I just need to get around to getting it booked. Yeah, basically, do. you need to go. <laughs> yeah, I know. So so what is it about Glasgow? What you know, look. Keeping the theme of home, the new single, the name of your new single, and you know, in the video, which is a great video, by the way, as well. You know, you're, you're outside Barrowlands and that kind of stuff, and I, and I, and I see, I've seen pictures and videos from that venue, that famous venue in King Tut's, and that kind, those type of iconic music places in Glasgow that I just want to visit and just be a tourist and just uh, have a nosy about. What is it about Glasgow that makes you so proud to call it home? I think Glasgow, um, as well as just being a beautiful city. The atmosphere there is, there's not many places like it in the world. There really is a big community. I think in Scotland, especially in Glasgow, we totally back our own, um, which is a lovely thing. Um, And I think as well, it's one of the places where every time you go, you're like, ah, it's a small world. You never feel too far from home or too far from someone you know. Um, And I think everybody's just very friendly and quite, up front which I guess is a good thing um yeah. there's not there's not really any space for um I'm trying to think of the word without swearing but <laughs> okay. bulls bullshit I'll say it for you yeah. oh, oh yeah am yeah. I allowed to say it oh, yeah, well, go, yeah you can say what, you can say what you want mate yeah no rules at all you can say what you want 
pass. Well, aye, there's not really any space for bullshit in Glasgow, which yeah. I like. Um, it's just a very real city, if that yeah. makes sense. No, it, it definitely does. And um, yeah, I just need to press the button and go. I just need to sort it. It's been too long. I'm 44 now and I haven't been to Glasgow yet. I feel like I'm missing out. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so have you, have you played, like, the famous music places in Glasgow, like King Tut's and Barrowlands and stuff? Have you have you played there yourself? Yeah, well, I, so I've played King Tut's, um, which was a total bucket list yeah. thing for me. Um, I'm absolutely desperate to get back there and play again. Um, I think that would be an amazing gig. I've played the Barrowlands a few times, um, doing a few support slots, and I played... Um, Tenement Trail, which is like a multi-venue festival in Glasgow. And then I also played there last weekend. Um, it was the Scottish Music Awards. Yes, and I've I got won- that on your list to talk about. Oh, well. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I won an award, so I got to go up, accept my award, and then play um, play the Barras again, which was amazing. <laughs> so as, as a, an award-winning artist now... Uh, what what do you think makes you stand out from the crowd you know how how many people uh do you know from the busking days that haven't made it what what do you think made you stand out and somebody take notice of you to um you know to help you move forward um oh that's that's a hard question um there was so many so many talented like really talented busking Glasgow but I guess sometimes life gets in the way for some people um but I just I just wasn't going to stop and I never will stop I'm quite um when I get my mindset on something I'm quite relentless and I'll make sure that I get it and I basically just lived and breathed music um ever since I tried to not let anything else stop me um and yeah, I think I think that's one of the reasons why I've got to where I am was just kind of keeping the keeping the head down, getting the blinkers yeah. on, and keeping going. Um, and the, as well, it's the I only think- way it's the only way to survive in the music industry having that kind of uh, attitude towards it. Because you know, bands, you know, even if there's one member of a band that isn't quite hundred percent like committed to it, they, they will fall by the the wayside just because of how tough an industry it is to to get going. So you've got to. You've got to be blinkered. You've got to just look at the prize all the time, aren't you? And just have it, I suppose. Definitely look at the prize and then remind yourself why why you're doing it, why you started in the first place, because yeah. it can be easy to lose sight of that. So you just need to remember you're doing this. You're doing yeah. what you love for a living, so you can do it forever, <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense. No, no, it, it definitely doesn't. So so what do you think makes you stand out then? I'm pushing you again. Um, I think... I think, I don't know, really, to be honest, I, I would say I'm quite a, a genuine person. Um, I don't really, even though I am a people pleaser, I don't really change who I am. Um, I, I'm quite um, transparent. I, yeah, I don't try to put a face on yeah. for anybody, really. Um, when it comes to when it comes to my, my music, I just play the songs that I like and then I write the tunes based on things that I've learned and experiences that I've had. Um, and I guess because I do that, a lot of people can relate because at the end of the day, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm just a, a normal lassie. I'm just a normal person like anybody yeah. else. So I think the fact that um, I'm kind of tapping into experiences that everybody goes through, I guess, helps. That's one of the reasons why I love music so much because I find things from other people that I relate to that I didn't realise that other people were going through and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I must just be really, really good. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Love that. Love the confidence. Love it. Um, so, um, yeah, so the video, you know, uh, great video that's out now. We'll put a link to it in the description of this podcast so people can have a look at you. you know, down there. We'll have a look down there. And, yeah, so they can have a look at you out and about in Glasgow just having it. So what's brought you to Liverpool then? Um, Liverpool was one of those one of those places that I don't know if you've ever travelled away from home and then when you got to a certain place you felt like you were home again. Mm. Um, it didn't feel like you were far away. And I'm, I I'm like, like that when because I'm from Sheffield originally and I live in Manchester now, so it's it's a similar kind of thing. Yeah, I 
get that. Yeah, yeah. Manchester's a great city as well. I do, I do feel a bit of that there as well. Um, nice. But yeah, I, I ended up spending a lot of time in Liverpool. Um, my band is here. Mm. I record here. Um, and I've always I've always wanted to get out of Scotland. That's kind of what home's home's about. I, yeah. I love where I come from, but I want to see beyond the horizon. And yeah, I was spending so much time in Liverpool, and it just felt like home. And that's when I thought, you know what, this is the time to take the leap. Um, I've got nothing nothing else to lose at this point. So it, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because uh, you know I've got a lot of friends in Sheffield that will probably live in Sheffield all their life, and they're kind of like a bit snotty about me moving away from Sheffield. And I just think I, what I love about going back to Sheffield now is like I appreciate that place more because uh, I'm not always in it. Does that how how is it is that like is that similar with you with Glasgow? I can't I don't really want to speak for you. I'm just I'm just trying to think of examples of you know loving home, respecting home, but you know there's a big world out there to explore as well, isn't there? And and to uh, and to find and you know new people to meet and things to do. Yeah, definitely. I think. I don't know if it's just human nature, but we always want what we can't have. Mm. So I think that's why when you're living at home, you want to move away and you want to see beyond the horizon. We're obviously curious creatures as well and want to see the big wide world. Um, But I think once you're away, that's why you appreciate home so much because you do always want what's not not there. You're always longing for something that's not right in front of you. So when you do go home, it's like, oh, wow, this is this amazing place I have so many amazing memories here and I guess that's your kind of comfort zone because you know it so well as well yeah would it have been more difficult for you to progress as an artist staying in Scotland do you think um I think in terms like logistically um like (laughs) things like paying money for hotels um, traveling up and down a lot to rehearse with the band or record or just different things. I think that would have made it more difficult. Um, I love the music scene here in Liverpool as well. Um, it just has totally inspired me more. Um, but I do think if I stayed in Scotland, I would have, I would have still made it happen some way. Yeah. Um, it might have taken a bit longer, okay. but I, I do think Liverpool has helped in a in a sense, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, so how did you embrace Liverpool then? Did so you know, obviously, massive musical history like Glasgow. Um, uh, how do you? I, I, I asked. I was speaking to a band just about the Beatles and kind of stuff, and they were from Liverpool. Is it is it too Beatles heavy that city sometimes? Um, <laughs> obviously, 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 they're going to celebrate it and you know, for, in, you know, and monetize it in in certain ways. But I've been to Liverpool many times, and I love it. I love it. But it, there's a lot of Beatles there. There's, there's there's a lot of other bands from Liverpool that you know they could embrace as well. I think I don't know. I don't really, really yeah, know what I'm saying. Um, I guess what I was going to say was I don't think you can ever go to Beatles heavy. I, I personally yes, don't. Fair enough. But. I've got, I've got a Beatles jig, jig, jigsaw from lockdown there. Just on the <laughs> I've got one over there. As well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think there's there's so many amazing bands that have came yeah. from Liverpool all throughout the years that um, that should be celebrated as well. But I guess the Beatles were the ones that changed the world, weren't yeah, they? Too, so. Yeah, too right, too right. It's difficult, isn't it? So winning an award then. So how, how did you find out about, you know, you won Breakthrough Artist uh, at the Scottish, <laughs> Scottish Music Awards? How, how did you find out? about it so my my um manager phoned me to say you've been nominated for um breakthrough artist um of the year at the scottish music awards who else was on the list then um do you know i don't i don't actually i don't actually know i don't fully know how it works when i nominated i'm someone that's quite um even though I've got my blinkers on with my music, I'm still quite bad for comparing myself to other people and things like that. So, um, and overthinking as well. So when I found out, I, I didn't really ask any questions, to okay. be honest. Yeah, um, I kind of I kinda thought I'll switch off from it and hope for the best, but I'm going to get in work mode and just make sure I put on the best performance in my life at the, at the awards. And I didn't want to think about kind of who else was, was yeah. who I was up against I guess um because I want it's that way I want the best for myself I want the best for other people um but I don't want to I, I don't know I just didn't want to give myself any reason to be harsh on myself or overthink 
what I'm doing right or what I'm doing wrong. So I just kind of accepted their nomination yeah. was like, yes, I'm absolutely buzzing um, just to be even nominated. And then, yeah, got my head, my head set into work mode, got to the awards, um, sat at my table patiently waiting and then they, they announced my name. Did you <laughs> did you uh, arrange a speech before, like they say, you know, like at Oscars and that when there's people say, I've not arranged a speech. Did you arrange a speech before? No. Okay. Um, I I mean, honestly, honestly. Okay, fair enough. I, I did try to. You can ask anybody. <laughs> I, was, I was like trying and I was just talking so much shit. Honestly, <laughs> it was terrible. So I just thought, you know what? I'll I'll just leave it. I'll go up on stage. Um, as long as I say thank you to um, Tenants Light and Nordoff Robbins for mm. nominating me, then that's 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 it. <laughs> I uh, my mum was a massive wet 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 fan, and I think they had something to do with Nordoff Robbins when you when I were a kid. I just I recognise it's a charity, isn't it? Yeah, it's a music therapy charity. Yeah, I know, I know, I knew I knew the name from somewhere, and it's from yeah. Marty Pello talking about it, like in my childhood when my mum just used to uh, put VHSs of a wet wet wet. And I've just had a memory about Nordoff Robbins. Or so. I've gone on a tangent. I don't know where I'm going with that, um, but yeah, it's a it's a nice music charity then. Yeah, it's a, okay. it's an amazing cause, actually. Yeah, amazing. Have they helped you personally? They haven't helped me personally. Um, I've not like actually dealt with them except yeah, okay. from obviously the awards. But I've heard a lot about them over the years and just kind of kept up with what what they're doing really. Um, because they provide they provide so much for the people in need and for new music as well, which is amazing. That's always good to hear. That's always good to hear. So when they announced your name, then did you go a bit mental? Yeah, so I just basically had to go up on stage. You're waiting at the side of the the stage um, to see what's happening, basically, because I was going to perform as well. Oh, okay, right. So what, what, with all, with I, all the other people up for the award, you're all stood together. Um, no, I think they might have been at their tables. Okay. I, I was there because I was going up to perform oh, after right, the, so just like, right. after the oh, award. Okay, so right, I was right. sitting. Um, I had my in ears in, ready to go. My guitarist beside me. <laughs> just, <laughs> Yeah, so when they shouted my name, it was like, oh, my God. And then it was just like, <laughs> I went into a mode of like, get up on the stage and don't <laughs> fall. Don't yes, fall. <laughs> and where do you keep the uh, the award now? Um, it's in my bedroom. It's on my on my nightstand right oh, next nice. to my bed. So I see it when I wake up every morning. <laughs> you might need a bigger um, space at one point in your life. Do you, do you think that far ahead? Fingers crossed you do, don't you? <laughs> well, um, Why not? It, yeah, you you have to, don't you? Yeah. You need to You need to you need to envision it. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess I'll make wee jokes here and there, and I'll I'll try to like put it out in the universe without sounding too big headed. But um, my my guitarist actually left his suit um, in in Liverpool when and didn't realise till we got to Glasgow. Oh no! Nice. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a a sad one for him. Um, it's, it's usually but, the drummer or the bass player that does stuff like that in my. I don't, I don't know why that is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like um, drummers are quite punctual because they're very, they're very. Okay. They they hold us all together. The rhythm yeah. section, don't they? I guess. So. I, love, I love that. Love that. So so, how do you like? So you know, as a performer, how do you prepare for gigs? As you know, blossoming into the, the, this industry, how do you? make sure that everything's all set and how you want it to be? How do you how do you, how do you prepare for tours and live performances yourself as an artist these days? Um, just practice, 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 yeah. practice um, in terms of the music and in terms of, like, my mindset, mm. I just either try and not, not, not think about it, but I just try and take each, each moment as it comes mm. um, because as soon as you start overthinking then that's when you're starting to kind of there's going to be cracks and then when there's cracks there's room for mistakes or things like that so yeah just trying to just trying to take everything as it comes how often do you rehearse then these days um i guess it just it just depends um what's coming up yeah when we've got a gig or a few gigs coming up then it'll be it'll be regular quite a lot um and then if not it'll just be kind of Let's go in and have a jam. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you build the band behind you then? No, like, were you living in Were you living in Glasgow when you put the uh, 
the band together or did you get help with the band? How, how does that all work? Yeah, so I was living in Glasgow um, and because I was so new into the industry and I didn't really know anyone, um, the label I was with knew a few um, really, really amazing, talented musicians mm. from Liverpool um, and thought I had two two gigs coming up, my first two headlines, but we didn't really have anything in for after that. So we thought we'll, we'll have the boys come play for me for these two gigs um, just to kind of help me out. And then the four of us just got on really well. The guys are so talented um, and they believe in me a lot, which I'm so grateful for. I'm really grateful for them. Um, and yeah, they've it's kind of stuck ever since, which is lovely. I love that. One thing that I'm not too keen on, though, at the minute, is there's a lot of uncertainty, but particularly I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about people that are attending gigs here a little bit more. I keep hearing, you know, horrible stories about, you know, particularly females having bad experience at gigs these days and they're not feeling safe when they go out to live gigs. How, 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 how have you, have you experienced anything, you know, yourself as a gig goer or as a performer? Have you experienced anything or is there any, is there any areas that we can highlight to try and make this a better, safer space for, for women at gigs is, is, is what I'm trying to mumble my way through and try and, you know, I'm clumsy with these kind of things because I don't really know, because I've not experienced it myself. I just know it's been difficult for a lot of people. I'm just trying to word it in a way that, you know, is is there anything we can do to, you know, make that, make this better for people at gigs is what I'm trying to say, I think. Yeah, um, my my own experience um, has been at, at actual gigs as a gig goer. I've never really, thank God, dealt with, um, yeah. any kind of unwanted attention or um, being violated in any way. Mm. Um, there is there is always going to be arseholes in the crowd, yeah. but most of the time they're just out there not, don't know what they're doing, or they're just aggravated men trying to get their way to the front or right. like just trying to be dominant yeah. in some way. Um, but I personally just leave them to it. But... Um, I've never actually been personally yeah. attacked or violated um, at, at a gig, um, except except once um, some unwanted advances. But mm. yeah, it, it's it's shit. <laughs> it is shit. It is shit. And and because uh, I I put gigs on in Manchester myself, and I've started. Uh, I've had a when, you know when I, I put my set times and stuff for a band when I'm managing it and letting people know what to be I've put in big red writing if you know if if, if if anybody feels uncomfortable point out what's happened to me so and, and then tell me straight away and then I can liaise with security to make to try and stamp it out that's that's all I can think of trying to help with this thing but it's, it's a difficult one isn't it because you know it's people do get hammered when they're out at gigs and if they're rushing past somebody I don't know and they and, and something goes wrong I don't know how to. I don't. I don't know how to fix that. I think it's just down to. First of all, it's down to the people that are going out mm. and actually harming people or assaulting yes. people. It's down to them to stop. It's down to them to get a grip of themselves yeah. and um, just not not do it in the first place yeah. have a really hard look at themselves and take a step back and if you can't go out without trying to verbally or physically assault someone then don't leave the house that's yeah. that's the first thing i want to put out there <laughs> well said mate well said <laughs> I, I was i was just trying to skirt past it i should have <laughs> you nailed it there mate well done <laughs> um but i think things like what what you've set up is is a perfect yeah. thing to do i think it's mostly down to people just trying to be vigilant and yeah. if someone is needing help or is crying out for help in any way then you go to them and support them as much as you can but yeah I think just just being vigilant is is all yeah. we can really do as as um as gig goers as punters um yeah. on on stage as well I, I will um sometimes it's hard to fully see when there's lights and things like that in your yeah. face but I will scan the audience just to make sure things are things are okay as well um because i know if it was the other way about and i was in the audience I'd, i would want to feel feel safe um nice. so yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's we're all in it together a, aren't we just call it out when we see it i think because you know just yeah. be brave and 
call it out. We don't we don't want that in the world. Horrible thing. Support the victims and yeah, sure. anybody that's yeah. doing something like that needs to be called out and kicked out yeah. and banned from every single well, gig. Well said, mate. Well said, well said. Um, so, yeah, just a, a couple of topical things and then we're going to get on to your new EP, mate, if that's all right. Uh, yeah, so uh, just a, f- a few things that I keep seeing going on and I keep spying these things that go on on Twitter. Did you see the Skinner Brothers thing and Louis Tomlinson spat thing on Twitter? Did you did you see it recently? Um, do you know I I did I, I didn't look too much into it. I tried okay. my best to kind of stay out. Of, yeah, okay. Um, we can skip past that one then if you want. I'd, 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 <laughs> I just, I just I just thought I'd ask to see if you had any opinions on it because it it was a topical thing that came up. It's worked well for both parties. Um, yeah. we, we, we've had the Skinner Brothers on the podcast before Louis won't come on yet maybe one day <laughs> but you know it's it's just one of those things and I, th- I think I think it's all it all stems from somebody's frustration with working as hard as they can and not quite being appreciated for it yet which is the music industry all over in it yeah I, it's a shame because sometimes it's not like you can be the most talented person in the world but yeah. you need to give time time um and sometimes it is just down to down to your luck and you again you just have to be relentless and you have to keep going um but all i will say on the situation is i think what louis tomlinson's doing for new music is absolutely amazing no matter whether he's started as a heavy metal (laughs) and a heavy metal band and a boy band whatever he has a platform and he's given that to young musicians and i think that's absolutely amazing i think anybody I guess I, I do feel like anybody would be stupid to turn that kind of yeah. publicity down unless he has done something personally. But at, at the same time, I do think if you feel very strongly about who you are, who your brand is, um, what music you're into and how you want to kind of portray yourself, then if that's not for you, then fair enough. Don't slag other people for just trying to get to yeah. get to point. I didn't realize how much Louis Tomlinson did supporting new artists. So they, it wrote it, 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 it. I learned from it because I didn't know how much he supported newer artists. I didn't know he, he, he took them out on tour with him and gave him exposure to his millions of fans and that kind of stuff. I, 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 I had no idea of that. Lovely, isn't it? Yeah, honestly, and the fact he's he himself, you can tell, is trying to get more into the the indie, the rock scene as well. Um, so. I, I just think the fact that he's doing that himself, he's bringing these new bands up with them, but that's like a, a, a dream situation for anybody that, that gets given yeah. that um, opportunity. I don't see any any need for bitterness, but... <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So the new single, Home, is from an... Uh, an up, oh, you've got an EP coming out. and uh, this uh, Home's out of the EP, isn't it? Yes, so there's out. four tracks on the EP and Home is the first one. And the EP is called Come What May? Come what me, yes. Brilliant. Okay, so how has your songwriting skills developed over time? So from your busking days to now, how do you feel? Where do you feel like you've made the biggest gains in your songwriting kind of stuff from from back then to now? Um, so I guess when when I was busking, um, I hadn't I hadn't really started writing then. I always wanted to, um, but again because I was such a perfectionist, sometimes I would have a wee a wee bit of a victim complex and I'd be like, I'm not doing that because I'm going to fail um, and I don't want to feel bad about myself, basically, mm. um, which was a very idiotic attitude to have. <laughs> um, but again, I was young. I was 15 yeah. when I started busking, so sure, I was still yeah. young. Um, and yeah, that was also because I cared what folk thought about me as well. I didn't want to write rubbish tunes. But the thing is, you always need to start out rubbish. You, yeah. you, you can't just like write your first tune and it's a banger and unless, I don't know, you're some sort of child prodigy. Um, so, yeah, from, from then, I guess, my confidence has grew a lot. And then um, from there, I started kind of writing with friends. I wouldn't write on my own. I, was, I found that very intimidating. Um, and then during lockdown once everything kind of started to kick off a wee bit online for me um that's when I kind of found the confidence to go and write by myself um I think because I had been I had been learning a lot of songs um so that helped me with with my writing as well because there was just loads of different ideas ticking over in my head uh, stronger musicianship as well I suppose you know just yeah definitely I think that's one thing 
you need to do if you want to improve. You just have to be constantly listening and learning, mm. um, learning new new songs and from new musicians and things like how that. Do you, how do you physically write? What's that look like? Do you? Because I, I I know a lot of writers and a lot of them hate the thought of sitting down at a desk and with a piece of paper in front of them and forcing themselves to write. A lot of people that I know. They'll, they'll just have an idea and they'll jot that idea down and they'll pad it out later on. There's loads of different ways of doing it. How, how do you do it? Yeah, I, I guess I don't really have a set, a set way. Sometimes I will just sit down with my guitar and strum and see what comes out. Um, but I'm always quite, my mind's always kind of ticking over. So I'm always listening and looking for lyrics and um, like listening to conversations, watching the telly. I always have the subtitles on just in case I see a word or a, a phrase that I like so I can write mm. it down. Um, and then I guess like when I'm when I'm walking about the house, obviously you'll be you'll be singing normal tunes to yourself as well, but sometimes I'll try and phase off from the song that I'm singing in my head and see if I can kinda come up with a melody and things like that. I'm just always kinda trying to experiment or create something in some way. Um, so nothing's ever really linear for me. There's not like a, let's do this, then do this, then do this. Mm. Um, but then sometimes it has, like with home, I was very stuck. Um, and so I thought, right, I'll sit down and I'll try and write about how I feel, the frustration of it all. Um, because I, I actually wanted to write a song about how much I loved Scotland and how much I loved my city and yeah. a big kind of ode to that. Um, and then that kind of fell out of me. So, yeah. <laughs> do they like cuz I know some some songwriters they just sit and noodle with a guitar and then a song a song can just fall out of the sky as well. That must be that that must be a nice feeling. Aye, it is. It's like you you go into a wee bit of a frenzy and a tune comes and then you're like, right, I'll get the guitar and blah blah blah. Has somebody, then, has somebody else written that? Is, is that mine? Yeah, is that somebody else written that? <laughs> you sit back and you've done your voice recording or whatever and then you're like how much time's passed? And you're like twenty minutes, and then you're like, "Is was it was anybody here? Did anybody notice that? Was that me? Have I yeah. done this?" And it's it's just a bit mad. So, what, do you just like make a, a voice note of it then and come back to it later on? Because when I I used to stand up for a little bit and used to think of things that that were amusing, or even like questions to ask people on the podcast these days, or just you know, you're always trying to think of new ways of doing it and listen to, particularly for me. Uh, interviewers and their styles and try and develop my own and get better at it um i forgot my question <laughs> what we're about oh yeah uh when when things fall out of the sky it's it, it, it i just ha- I, I always think to myself i'll remember that in the morning and you never do do you no oh you've gone, oh, you've gone sideways <laughs> oh eh, oh so <laughs> it's all right technical difficulties um right. we'll get rid of all this yeah hold on there we go. Um, there we go. That'll do. Sorry about that. You're all right, that, that. That's perfect. Yeah. So, oh. so when that when that idea falls out of the sky, then do you? How do you uh, make sure you don't lose that energy and that thing? Um, voice notes. Honestly, voice notes are a mm. are a godsend. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, quite, it's quite easy, really, isn't it? Yeah. Do they do they come to you like at middle at night? Sometimes are you are you annoying to be around? Um, do you know what? I've heard of that happening to a lot of people. Yeah. Like with like with McCartney, let it yeah. be that mum coming to him in a dream. But I've I've never really had anything like that. I've had one idea, and then I recorded it in the middle of the night. Listened to it the next day, and it just sounded like a frog. It was just <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, start asleep doing this noise. <laughs> um, but sometimes it, I I remember um, one of the one of the songs that will be coming out eventually um I was getting ready for one of my gigs um I had like 15 minutes to get ready I was running really late I didn't have an outfit I was living out a suitcase so I was uh was standing in the suitcase like rummaging through and then I, I started it just came into my head and I went na, 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 na. and then I was like oh there's a song in that and then yeah. ran and picked up my guitar and um wrote the song and was finished by the time uh, the van was there to pick me up, so I had to do my makeup and everything else in the van. But at least I got a song out. I love that. <laughs> I love just how things like that can just fall from the sky and just, and you can make a living from it. It's madness, isn't it? 
Yeah, it is madness. Hopefully one day I'll make a living. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. So the EP then, so um, what inspired the, the EP? Just talk us through the other songs on the on the EP that you've got coming up to. So um, I've got Home, which yes. is obviously, um, that's the kind of, I guess I guess the EP's kind of about me finding my way through life. Um, I guess that's what the first EP was about as well. I guess I'm kind of taking everybody on this this journey yeah. of me like becoming like a woman, I guess, um, yeah. and experiencing different things. Um, so yeah, home home came from the frustration of should should I stay or should I go? Yeah. Um, and yeah, trying to find not just trying to find my physical home, but trying to find my place in this world. Um, so yeah, that's where that came from. The next track is called Hard which is actually um, my very first love song or breakup song okay. that I'm going to have released into the world. Um, Are, you nervous so, Are you nervous about it? Do you know what I am? Yeah. Um, it's, it's just kind of showing people another another part of you. Um, opening obviously, I suppose it's opening up your soul to, if you've not brought one of those kind of songs out before, I suppose it can be quite nerve-wracking, you know, letting people into another side of you. Mind, yeah, I guess well. it's kind of, a, a lot of my songs have been about looking back on situations um, and what I've learned from it then. Um, so like me being a wee bit wise, whereas yeah. this is like me right in the moment, kind of at rock bottom, which um, it, is, it is daunting to let people yeah. hear that part of me. But I think it, I think it will be really special that people will be able to kind of I'm letting people into that side of me as well because I I know when I was I was going through it when I wrote it um all I wanted was someone there so and I listened to so many breakup tunes as well yeah. um so the fact that I can kind of give that to other people um is quite is quite special I think. And the other two songs on that? Yeah, so the the other two songs um one's called All Right so I've played that a lot live mm. um. I think a lot of people will be kind of um, familiar with it, but that's that's. I think that might be my favourite song in the EP. Um, but it's it's basically about um, again hitting your rock bottom and kind of realising well, it's going to be all right. It has to be. There's 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 no other way about it. Things are going to level themselves out, and you're just you're going to survive and. That's that's kind of um, so it's just it's, I guess if it wasn't called all right it would be called like fuck it <laughs> it'll <laughs> be found or something like that <laughs> um, so yeah I love that one and that's um, the sound of that is kind of moving into a, a total new a new thing for me which is um, something that I've always wanted to tap into it's the kind of indie pop world um, which. Mm. I've not really ventured into before, which I have always wanted to. So I'm really excited for people to kind of hear that side of me as well. And um, the last track is called Come Want Me, um, which is where obviously the name came from. Um, And that track is, that that again is this kind of indie, indie pop sort of sound, still with um, my kind of stamp on it. Um, But yeah, Come Want Me basically speaks for itself. It's all about Come Want Me, like just, Whatever's going to happen is going to happen, um, and if things are meant to be, then they will. Like it, I, I just love the the themes through your songs. It's real, isn't it? You know, it, it, I'm, I'm buying into it just hearing you talking about it. <laughs> you know I mean, um, I, I love this question, and uh, and we'll we'll I'll let you get on with your day after this question. I really appreciate your time. Um, is would you change anything now it's finished the recording? Um, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change a thing. Um. I've As a perfectionist started, that you've told us about earlier, is it? Do you listen back to it and think, "Oh, I could have played a little bit better there, or something could have been a little bit different there"? I, I definitely have had those thoughts, but I always yeah. think that we got to this this end point, this finished yeah. product for a reason. Um, yes. And I worked with um, an absolutely amazing producer, Rich Turvey. Um, he's worked with the Blossoms and Cortinas as well, Spectre, um, and he's he he was a bucket list um nice. producer or just any like a person in the industry for me i've always wanted to work with him as soon as i found out about him um and his his approach 
to writing and recording is just so so fresh and so raw and he has allowed me to kind of embrace the imperfections and not see them as imperfections see them as 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 me it's part of the track it's part of the story um and it has really helped me change my perspective um I guess I guess it started off on on the music on the actual production mm. of the track, but it's it's helped me in in a lot of ways. Um, he's an absolute he's he's top drawer, so he is. <laughs> oh man, well, I'm really looking forward to hearing it. We're we're obviously going to cover it on RGM and share it with our little uh, oh, with our little uh, gang of people that follow what we do. Um, is there anything that you'd like to uh, say to the fans of your music? Um, that, is there a special message that you'd like to leave for them just to leave on a high today and then I'll let you get on with your day? Oh, um, I, I guess I just, I, I can't say thank you enough. I literally yeah. can't say it enough. Um, the fact that people have stuck by me from me sitting in my bedroom putting up covers to then putting out my own music. Um, the fact that you've stuck with me through that is it means so much to me um stuck with me through the quiet times the hard yeah. times um yeah it means the world um I, i'm changing i'm changing a lot as a person and as an artist um i'm not the wee the wee girl that started in on um, twitter in yeah. 2020 um i'm kind of coming into my own now um finding my own sound um I'm not as much a people pleaser. I'm yeah. I'm ready to kick some doors down. So the fact that you're supporting me through that growth means the world, and I hope we can all grow together. Um, oh, nice one. Well, Rianne, I've really enjoyed getting to know you a bit today, and I know the people listen that listen to our podcast will will embrace you as well. So we'll we'll put links to all your music within the description of this podcast. Obviously, we'll wish you all the best for the nice day, and really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, Rihanna. Lovely getting to know all the people that are out there in the world, just working hard and have a passion for something, and they're so committed to the careers. It's lovely to see and to hear about, of course. Yeah, thanks, Rihanna, for joining us for another week here at the RGM Podcast. And to you, the listeners, very much appreciate your attendance this week. Thanks to the sponsor. So can't speak. Thanks for the sponsors, Scotsman's Wear. Uh, bought loads of clothes this week. I've been on the sales, Black Friday sales. Treat myself down at Scotts. You can do the same. Yep, loads of stuff coming up again in RGM. Stay tuned for more entertainment uh, at RGM Press. If you're after finding a new band. Just click on rgm.press. You'll find loads on there. Loads of people to get invested with. There's, you know, the it, it, I, I was thinking on the last episode that the things were slowing down a little bit coming up to Christmas, but it's just gone mental. There's loads going on. Loads of entertainment for you. Loads of stories to tell. Isn't it good? I love this job. So yeah, as always, ladies and gentlemen, for future news, you will find out on Patreon and and our Twitter page at RGM Pod or Patreon at RGM Pod as well. I think there's links in the description. I hate doing links, um, but yeah, uh, the video version of the podcast is available on YouTube now as well. To uh, if you want to see our faces talk to each other, as always. And next week, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to say who it is. But it's our biggest guest ever. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Follow us on the Twitter. Hop onto Patreon, have a nosy if you want. You can be asked. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for another week. I've been Luke Hall Maloney, ladies and gentlemen. That guy from RGM. And I will see you soon for another week of music and entertainment. A toodaloo. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, 
Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scotsmenswear.com. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe, tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support and we'll see you next week.